Welcome to NB Baby, the show that's all about parenting tiny humans. I'm Kate. Today we're going to talk about mindful parenting. Is it possible to spoil an infant? So, is it possible to spoil an infant? Well, some of us think so. Older generations, for sure, our parents and grandparents, most of them seem to think so. Depending on your community or your culture, how we raise our tiniest humans can look very different from how our peers do. Interestingly enough, when I asked this question to a peer group of moms, the answer was overwhelming. No way! Most of them believe the the idea of spoiling an infant is outdated and fosters attachment issues later in life. There's the word, attachment. I wasn't really aware of the term attachment parenting until my bestie had her first daughter. Then, baby was always on her. She answered every cry, every whimper, as soon as she got wind of it or could hear it. It was slightly frustrating because her baby learned quickly to accept mom as the comfort and certainly those of us who tried to help, including dad, weren't as accepted by baby as a comfort measure. Um, But she didn't know at the time that what she was doing had a name. And for better or for worse, it worked for her. <laughs> when I mentioned attachment parenting to her as part of my curriculum for my doula certification, we realized that's exactly what she was doing. Attachment parenting. Fostering a knowledge and a trust in her infant that when her infant cried and needed her or needed something, that infant could trust that an adult would be there for them when they couldn't do it on their own. Another mom in my peer group said this. Think about it this way. Let's say you're flown to a country you know nothing about. You don't speak the language. Everything is different than what you're used to, even the weather. If you had even one person with you that you knew already, it would be less, less of a culture shock, and you would cling to them wherever you went. Babies come into the world in a state of culture shock. Everything they know changes in the blink. As a parent, you're their only safe space. So why is it wrong to deny them that comfort? Personally, I've been in situations where I've been in a place I know nothing about, where they speak a language I don't speak. I know what that's like. I know how exhausting that is. You wake up every morning and you work so hard at figuring out the world around you. By half time half the day is gone, you're just ready for bed. <laughs> no wonder babies sleep so much. I do think that bad habits can form over time. But... I don't think it's possible to spoil an infant by constantly attending to them and responding to them and their needs. 
infants in particular, and when I use the term infant, I mean age birth to about 12, 18 months-ish, aren't really capable of doing much for themselves. And not only are they not capable of it, and it's not, well, I guess, not that they're not capable of it, they're not capable of it, and they're not capable of learning about it yet. They will, but not yet. So, if, if they can't do that for themselves, and you're trying to teach them to do it for themselves, but they don't even have that ability yet, we're not really doing them any favors, right? <laughs> From a psychological standpoint, the attachment bonds that develop in the first years of life set the precedent for social development later on. So that means that babies whose parents regularly and quickly attended to them when they cried grew up to have less trust issues, less relationship issues, and less self-confidence issues. Well, I don't know about you, but if my kids grow up to be trustworthy, good at relationships, and self-confident, I consider myself to have done a good job, not have spoiled them. Can you spoil babies in other ways? Um, well, yeah, of course. I mean, an infant that has a brand new outfit for every day from birth till who knows how long might be a little bit spoiled. Maybe they just have a lot of people that love them and care about them. Once they get a little bit older, though, and they're able to do more things on their own, I think it's our responsibility as a parent uh, to be the teacher. So if you're a parent that does everything for your kids, even if they're capable of doing it themselves, then yeah, that is kind of spoiling them because it's teaching them that someone else will always do it for them. I don't think it's an issue when you have a young infant, you know, like newborn to 12 months. They really can't do much for themselves. But once they start to be able to learn, our responsibility is to give them the ability to learn from them for themselves how to do things on their own. But it doesn't mean abandoning them. It means showing them sometimes over and over and over and encouraging them to do it themselves, teaching them to do it themselves. I think that there's a difference there. Can we talk for a minute about the word spoil, anyway? Because I, I, this is, it's bugging me. Um, so another uh, one of my mom friends said, spoil them? Babies aren't bred. They don't go bad. <laughs> and uh, I laughed, of course, but she's right. I don't like the word spoil because it implies that something's gone wrong or gone bad. And that's not the case. Maybe I should have called this episode, is it possible to do too much for an infant? As someone who is a mom to a teenager that I did not raise, I can say that doing something for your children when they're capable of doing it themselves and constantly doing that does set a precedent. And it does teach them that 
they don't have to do things for themselves because somebody else will always do it for them if it's important. It does set that precedent and it can undermine independence. There are studies with twins and triplets that show this as well. Um, And that's going back to that first story that I mentioned with the example of being flown into a country you don't know. And if you had someone, one person that you knew, you would stick to them like glue. And we see that in twins a lot because when they come into the world, their twin is the only person in the world that actually understands what they're going through. (laughs) So I, I, I really hesitate to say spoiled babies. I really think that we need to look at how we're treating ourselves, how we're treating our kids, and make sure that if we're teaching them how to do something, we're not abandoning them. We want independent kids. We want independent humans. When they grow up, we want them to have that self-confidence and that ability to do things on their own. We don't want them to always have to seek someone else out to do it for them. The teenager that I parent amazes me every day with what she doesn't know. Or what she does know, but just doesn't care. Because there will always be someone that will do it. I think that is the definition of spoiled to me. Thanks for tuning into this episode. It was fun talking about this. It was fun researching it. If you want to know more about attachment parenting or who we are, feel free to visit our online store at nbbaby.com. That's E-N-B-Y-B-A-B-Y.com. Next week, we're going to talk car seats. What makes certain clothing not car seat safe? And does it really make a difference? Until next time, stay sane, Land of Canada. <laughs>